Welcome to the Thrive Podcast from Syngenta, where the latest news, farming tips, and innovations come together to educate and inspire. Supply chain has been a big topic of discussion, not just in the ag industry, but across many global industries. And consumers have felt the effects, businesses have seen the effects, and many you know, are working to streamline the multifaceted challenge that, that's presented to us. So there are various elements that go into protecting the supply chain, right? And so today I'm joined by Kevin Dewey, head of supply chain for North America at Syngenta, to talk about this hot issue and how Syngenta is working to continue to meet customer needs. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I hope I can help. We know that the supply chain obviously faced challenges last year in the ag industry, and we're continuing to kind of see it, right, as we move through 2022. So would you be able to give me an overview kind of of the landscape right now as it relates to our industry specifically? You know, I think we all hope 22 would be easier in some respects than 21. That certainly has not proven to be the case. Um, We all look forward and hope 23 will somehow be easier, but... um, Uh, Unfortunately, many of the things we see on the horizon would suggest otherwise. So we know global logistics um, constraints will continue. In some cases, they have gotten worse. The U.S. situation has certainly improved in terms of getting things in. We're still having surprisingly a lot of difficulty uh, because we do export products as well, getting products out. We know there'll continue to be some shortage or at least a short supply of ships and containers around the world, truck driving. And the number of drivers has not improved dramatically. And we know the oil and gas industry pricing has affected fuel, and that's causing us some issues. So, you know, with all of those things and I guess the risk of inflation uh, that inflation has brought and the recession possibly, it's hard to look forward and see how it's going to get better. But we certainly have learned, I guess, in some ways how to be better and and do things um, to solve some of the problems. So I guess that's our saving grace as we are better at managing it. And I think that will help us to um, to get through the next, the remainder of this year and next year. Yeah. So you mentioned um, some of the big key factors, right? The, the war happening in Ukraine with Russia and, um, you know, the gas prices and the gas shortage, you, you know, are there any other key factors um, that are affecting the supply chain globally? Um, and then you mentioned that there are some things that Syngenta has been doing to kind of combat or mitigate you know, the effects that we're seeing. I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on what those are and, and what that strategy is. Yeah, I think um, I've probably covered the major ones that the whole industry is suffering through, right? Tightness of supply. Um, there have been issues with certain products um, where we've had shortages globally uh, throughout the industry. I think the good news is, you know, we've all adapted and um, Syngenta in particular We've really learned how to um, to broaden our scope in supply chain, and that means getting more resources into uh, what, what we do every day, and resources being both people and equipment, um, for example. And that's about uh, hiring more folks to work at our production sites and logistics, getting more trucks available to us. We've done a great job of securing more trucks um, and even adding capacity at, in production sites. Will it get better? Um, you know, I think as we've adapted, we've found ways to make things better. We've co- found ways to communicate better to our customers. What we've really learned we need to be good at is communicating quickly to our customers. And, um, you know, they understand the global supply chain challenges. So when ships don't show up or a plant gets shut down because of a COVID issue, they understand those things are happening. But if we communicate early and they understand what the impact of it is, 
I think we find that people really appreciate that. And then they can adapt their plans if they need to. That's awesome. It really does sound like Syngenta as a whole, from what you're saying, it has positioned itself as well as possible given... Um, you know, the different factors that play into this. And, and and it is nice that we can continue to deliver and to serve our customers who ultimately are serving those growers to kind of keep that global food chain going, right? Because it's not right. like, in our industry, it's not like you can just stop, right? It's, it's continual, it's evolving, it's, we're feeding the global population. So right. um, I, I want to zoom in a little bit. So we talked about kind of the last couple of years and, and, this year, but I want to zoom in a little bit. Where are we as an industry right now as it relates to supply chain? And, and and I guess to kind of frame it more specifically, as growers are kind of going into planning for 2023, what can they expect? Yeah, I mean, I know it may be hard for some people to believe, but the facts are that we've put out considerably more product in the market this year than we during the season that we put in last year. And we all know last year was a record year in terms of what the crop protection products were put into the market and consumed. So um, it may not feel like that because demand is so strong and disruptions have been so many. But mm-hmm. uh, in total, we've been able to deliver more. You know, many people are worried as they should be about a looming recession or at least a risk of a recession. And we already hear a little bit about the housing industry slowing down and maybe automobiles and consumer goods. But we all know from experience that, you know, that no people don't turn off demand for ag products. The good news, I think we've for all of us in the industry is that, you know, demand should continue to be strong. Supply hopefully will continue to improve uh, every month from all of us. And we'll continue to um, to do our best to, as you said, to meet the, the demand for our food, which has gotten worse, we know, recently because of some of the issues with um, grain supplies out of Ukraine mm-hmm. which have been disrupted. So, you know, if we look forward, that's kind of the picture we see is continuing strong demand. Cost pressures are going to remain high. I guess everyone can see that inflation is seems to be with us a while. And as demand continues to be strong and supply continues to see disruptions, that keeps a lot of pressure on costs that unfortunately will continue, I think, um, for some time. Yeah, you mentioned something that I want to touch on, actually, um, inflation. And, you know, costs have obviously increased. We feel it on the consumer side. We feel it on the business side, you know, throughout the industry, across many industries, costs have increased. And so as a result of, you know, all of this, and and that's heavily impacted, you know, the availability of many crop protection products. My question is, you know, what would you recommend for growers in light of that? I have given it some thought. I mean, certain growers certainly have learned as probably as well as or better than we have how to adapt to the situation over the last two seasons. So, you know, I guess a lot of it still comes back to what we find is planning and committing early. You've got to take a bit more risk on supply by committing early and and considering your options and then really making a decision, clearly managing for efficiency, making sure you have a good, efficient plan to buy what you need and maximize yield. You know, creating better return on investment is critical now as costs go up. Um, you can overcome rising costs if we can get better return on those investments through mm-hmm. higher yield and better quality. So those are... I think good practices all the time, but particularly important at a time like this. And I would just say also growers to to be informed of all of their options, you know, try to anticipate scenarios that could play out if, um, you know, if you have to make a late decision about changing the crop plan or, um, or 
from pre-spray to a post-spray, which has happened around the country some this year. Be aware of those options. Be uh, prepared for those scenarios and uh, keep a close eye on changes as they occur. Typically, I know I know growers start planning for 20, you know, the, the 2023 or the year ahead, I would say probably Q4, no, you know, after harvest timeframe. Given um, the current landscape, would you recommend planning even before then? I think growers have to consider multiple options um, and, and buying earlier is always an option, right? So it is surprisingly timed, already time to be thinking about next year. So yes, I would say thinking ahead, thinking about different scenarios and planning along with the retailer and your Syngenta rep, representatives from sales or technical rep early is a good way to make sure you understand all the potential um, you know, options you have available, certainly earlier than we would have done that in the past where it was possible. Absolutely. Um, I do have a question actually about availability when it comes to premium products versus the, the more generic products. How do those premium products stack up against generics in the supply landscape? Well, certainly availability has been a big issue for the generics, um, not necessarily because they're generic companies, but because they, they um, typically buy products on the spot market, right? Um, large customers like companies like us either produce our own products or where we do have third-party production suppliers, we contract those volumes for, you know, for significant periods of time, right? And that way, when, when times do get tough, as they have been, suppliers do then supply their contracted customers first. And in many cases, the spot markets, which the generics rely on, just disappear, and then if they have anything left, uh, they generally sell that off on spot market at a spot price. In the past, that has worked well for companies that buy spot because sometimes you can get considerable volumes at low prices if um, if the producer has an excess. But certainly in the last two years, that has not been a winning recipe to wait and to buy on the spot market. One of our successes in Syngenta has been we've had long-term global logistics contracts, both global and in the U.S., domestic, um, with fourth-party logistics providers, and that provides us contracted and guaranteed space and availability of trucks and ships and containers. And if we had not done that proactively some years ago, I think we would have struggled more than we have. We've seen competitors and um, many generics really struggle to get access to uh, containers and ships and trucks based on the fact that they've been buying those things at spot market prices and without contracts for so many years. Interesting. So it sounds like, you know, the contracts are really kind of helping to set us up for success. And I, I'm curious how, like, you know, what other ways is Syngenta mitigating or managing the supply chain issues? We talked about planning and certainly growers plan at, at their level and retailers plan and we plan. But what's really impressive, I think, about um, Syngenta and, and our company is our ability to really do detailed planning at a global level. Um, we have a really unique ability, I think, in Syngenta with global integrated platforms to plan at a global level to see what's happening around the globe at every end of our supply chain. And that helps us to get what we need here in North America when we need it. That way, if a, if a ship gets delayed, we know immediately when it's uh, late coming into port. You know, if a ship's made a decision to skip a port, which unfortunately happens these days more than it should, we know that and that the impact that will have if we have containers waiting to move somewhere 
and the truck doesn't show up, we know that immediately. And then, of course, as our trucks are carrying things out, we have GPS tracking capabilities with our suppliers to be able to know where our material is. So this ability to see things from one end of the supply chain to the other globally is really a valuable tool we have, and we've exploited that well. And I guess the last thing that comes to mind for me is it's it's been a requirement for us to be successful to have to find alternate suppliers. And I think we've learned that when suppliers are tight and disruptions are frequent, we need to have more suppliers uh, validated. And our teams have been really done heroic efforts to get new suppliers of raw materials qualified and registered for us here in the U.S. and in Canada to help us to be successful. So looking at all those things, which, as I mentioned, have been learnings and adaptations to what we've seen over the last two years, I think we've been able to uh, really do a great job. The final thought is communication is so critical, and that's really at every level. We certainly are open at any time at Syngenta for customers to call us and ask us what's going on because I think at this time when things are so um, uncertain, communications is really critical. As I said, we've made a great effort and uh, committed to make sure we communicate early and often to our customers about changes as they occur. It's going to continue to be tough and um, Mm -hmm. the best way to work through that is to continue to improve. But when things do happen, unfortunately, against what our plans said they would be, then we need to communicate quickly and uh, make sure people understand the impact and do our best to give alternatives that um, folks can rely on. Thank you so much, Kevin, for taking the time to be with us today and um, share your insight and advice and kind of how you see the landscape now and how it's, you know, where it's going. I appreciate your time. It's September, obviously, and apart from it being the beginning of fall, Thank goodness. I'm so over this insane heat we have in North Carolina. We have a big milestone. Yes, we do. It has officially been one year of the Syngenta Thrive podcast. Woo! Cue the, <laughs> yeah. <cue> the claps. <laughs> uh, it's such a big deal and an accomplishment of a milestone. It truly is. And it wouldn't be possible without our incredible listeners and the support of the ad community. Um, we just want to say a massive thank you to all of you um, podcast guests who have joined us to give their insight, um, firsthand experience, or expertise just to give our listeners the topics that impact the most. Happy birthday to the Syngenta Thrive Podcast, and here's to even more. Thank you for listening to the Thrive Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to receive the latest updates in your favorite podcast listening platform. 